We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Phone number to join, as always, 877-337-6666. Just want to start off the program by telling you how disappointed I am that the Empire State Building was not lit up in green last night. To celebrate the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles are now uh, the second team in football history to blow a 10-point or larger lead at halftime of the Super Bowl. That's right. The Philadelphia Eagles share the stage with the Atlanta Falcons. Congratulations, Philadelphia. I did call the Empire State Building, but they were already <clears throat> contracted to put it in uh, Kansas City Red. Good afternoon, Evan. How are you today, bud? Die, Eagles, die. I got to Flush tell you. Of victory. What a fantastic way for the Eagles to lose. <laughs> As former New York Giant, Mr. Bradbury III, gets called for a holding penalty. And to his credit, instead of bitching and moaning after the game and saying anything about the refs or this or that, he owned it. He goes, I held him. Yeah, I think that... So we, that, that ends the conversation. We need to honor one individual right now. One guy above all else needs credit today. And it's not Patrick Mahomes, no, and it's, it's not, not Andy Reid. No, it's not. It is my favorite executive, the executive of the year, Joe Shane. Because Joe Shane trades Kadarius Tony to Kansas City. Boom. Longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Catches a touchdown. Joe Shane cuts James Bradbury. Oh. Signs in Philadelphia, commits a brutal bot. It was a defensive hold penalty. Joe Shane's imprint on this Super Bowl was all over the place. Yeah. The Giant fans, thank the man. He's the reason that the Philadelphia Eagles are not celebrating a Super Bowl championship. Great point, great point. He's the MVP yes. for New York uh, in last night's <laughs> Super Bowl. And listen, a hell of a game, obviously. 38-35, you can't ask for much more. But, yeah, I, I have to say, and it really, it does, I don't get bothered by much these days, but it is so bothersome to me when I listen to radio shows or TV shows or, you know, go online, whatever it is, and you're hearing the rhetoric, which is, yeah, it's a foul, but you can't call it there. No, no, you can't have that. Yeah. Now, if you want to tell me, in your opinion, as wrong as it may be, that he didn't hold them, Fine. Yeah, that's a better argument than, yes, he held them. Well, B, you can't call it. That's ridiculous. So I completely agree with you. I've never subscribed to that thought of you call a game differently in the final two right? minutes. But here's what I would bring up. And you, you have to go back to the early second quarter. But it jumped out at me. 
Because anytime there's a non-call or a bad call, it sticks in my head. Sure. Kansas City Chiefs punted. They had a three and out. It was the first time they punted all game. That was the fourth and three where you thought like, right? Was that the one we're talking about? No, it was, a, it was after that. They had missed the field goal, so they went for it. I'm they didn't sorry. go for it on I fourth apologize. and three. I'm thinking field goal. You're they right. They kicked the field goal. Butker misses it. Eagles get the football. March right down the field. They score a touchdown. It's 14-7. Right. And Kansas City has the football with a third and eight, like their own 30-yard line. Not, nothing crazy. And Patrick Mahomes throws a pass to Smith-Schuster, and it looks like James Bradbury interfered with yeah. it. Yeah, and it jumped out at me like, and they okay. did not call that one. And they didn't call it. And it's in my head. You kind of file it away. And it was more egregious. That's my point. Yes. And that's the argument one can make. I don't like the, at this part of the game, you can't call it. Right. I would ask for consistency. So when you go back to that play call, which was significant at the time, you never know how the game's going to play out, but it's an automatic first down. Chiefs are moving. You never know what happens. Sure. I look at that non-call, which I agree with you, Craig, was probably more egregious, but still a, a penalty. Yeah. As compared to the penalty at the end of the game, which was defensive holding. Yes. We all know that. And I, I got to give Bradbury a lot of credit because there was a very easy spot for him to, you know, bitch and moan and whine and say it's nonsense and rip the refs and attack, you know, the uh, the credibility of the outcome of the game. He could have done all of it and it would have been expected, frankly, right? Because he's out on an island by himself being blamed now. And the fact that that guy, after the game, a brutal, devastating loss has the wherewithal to say, listen, I held him. I was hoping it wouldn't get called, but I held him. Right. Everyone else's opinion ends right there. Oh, yeah. The guy that did it told you he did it. That's why he's gone at the end of the year. He will not be an Eagle next year. He'll come back to the New York Giants (laughs) and will be celebrated as a hero. Yes. And Eagle fans will forever bitch about that. And look, there's a lot of reasons why they lost this game. Their defense, and here's where I take my L, all right? I thought this pass rush, which it had done all season long, was going to be able to get a consistent yeah. rush against this Chiefs offensive line. You know how many games this regular season they had zero sacks in? None. One. Yeah. One game. Same. Every other game they're piling up five sacks, six sacks, yeah. seven sacks. Yeah. So, now, why did that happen? Well, there, there are two points here. Let's bring it up because I want to be fair about this. Ahead. The Chiefs offensive line, tip your hat. Absolutely. Especially, yeah, go ahead. Can we get to the second part? Yeah. I am not an Eagle fan. I am not here to make excuses. I'm observing. The turf they played on last night was a freaking ice rink. Come on. Hold on. We're blaming the turf for the lack of sacks? Not blaming. Observation. I'm making an observation. You decide. (laughs) I report you decide, okay? Every Eagle changed their cleats last night because they were slipping and they were sliding. Three weeks earlier, you, Craig, and a caller made a great point to me. They said, Evan. Maybe it wasn't the Bengal offensive line against the Bills' pass rush. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was the field. Maybe the reason Buffalo didn't get a rush on that crap offensive line was actually the field conditions. So I ask you a question, Chris. Yes. Is it possible that the Eagles' vaunted pass rush was deeply affected by playing football on an ice rink? I say no. I say no to that. I thought it was the game plan. It was the use of the running backs uh, out wide, outside, which we discussed them doing. And uh, obviously, Patrick Mahomes had a lot to do with that as well. They didn't breathe on him. They They didn't get five pressures the entire game. Like, seriously, you look at this Eagle team all year long. Yeah. They have gotten to the quarterback consistently. I'm telling you, the only game this season was the first Cowboy game against Cooper Rush where they didn't sack him one time. Outside of that, you go through every game. 
They're hitting the quarterback. They're yeah. harassing the quarterback. Dude, they knocked out the quarterback the last time they played. And yeah, But you know what the beauty of it is? And I said this all week, and uh, frankly, I think you yelled at me all week about it. Maybe the rest of these idiots did, too. I told you, they have not played a team, an offensive team, like Kansas City. And the only times they even got something close, they gave up 30 points every time. Sure. Now, give the Eagle offense credit. You know, 75-yard drive, 65-yard drive. They marched. They got the job. Then Jalen Hurts, to his credit, probably played his best game as a pro. And he deserves a lot of accolades for how he played. Uh, but, you know, the Kansas City offense is just special, man. It's different. And how about the fact, can we say this, mm -hmm. at the end of the game, listen, the game's over, it's moot, but the image of it was amazing to me. And I feel bad saying that because I like Jalen Hurts a lot, and he obviously was the best player on the field yesterday, right? But Hail Mary time, <laughs> he goes to launch a ball from I his know. own 30, and I don't want to hear your bull crap about he stepped on Kelsey's foot and stopped. No, stop embarrassing yourselves. He could only throw the ball 50 yards. That was, that was bad. He threw the ball <laughs> from his 30 to the Kansas City tw 20, yeah. which does beg the question, if Philly knew that his arm was shot, why are you sending everybody into the end yeah, zone that, that, when you know the guy can't throw the ball uh, 70 Obviously, yards? the game is over. Once that defensive hold is called, once the Chiefs run the clock out, once there's eight seconds to go and the Eagles have to march down the field with no timeouts. But you want to give yourself a shot. You want to give yourselves a prayer. Do something. Do something. And yeah. even though those circus plays never seem to work, you got to try that. At as least opposed, the balls in play, at least. Yeah, as opposed to – I felt bad for Jalen Hurts. I really yeah, did. I did, too, because he played his ass off. And for all the, all the things that were said about him, uh, you know, coast to coast about he's not the guy, he's not this, he's not that. I know he had the bad fumble and it led seven points, defensive touchdown. But my guy threw for over 300 yards. He was great. He ran for over 70 yards. He was great. He scored four touchdowns. He had the octopus. I mean, the guy did everything Look, he could. And he didn't get much of a run game outside of him. Yeah, he didn't get much I out agree. of Kenneth Gainwell and Miles Sanders and Boston fact, by the Sky. Way, what you said about Philly's offense against San Francisco prior to the injury really taking a hold in the second half, Kansas City ran right over them. Yeah, they did. Kansas Pacheco City ran was tremendous. them like Swiss cheese. No doubt. Which also, uh, you should all learn a valuable lesson here. There's a valuable lesson for Giant fans to learn in last night's game, other than Joe Shane deserves a parade. Mm -hmm. You do not need to bring Saquon Barkley back because they had a 70-plus yard day out of a seventh-round pick from Rutgers. Okay, okay. You right. do not need a high-priced, big-name running back when you can find them literally in New Brunswick. Now, let me add to that then. Does that also mean they shouldn't pay a top-notch number one wide receiver? Because think about that. Well, they I mean, let Tyreek go. Uh, big-time pick. Well, right? all, all, Kadarius Tony was targeted one time Juju in this game was for one a big-time pick for Pittsburgh. He played very well in the second yep, half. Yep. But I'm talking about for this current Chiefs team, yeah. the number one offense in the NFL. Yes. Like, look at who the receivers were that Patrick Mahomes yeah. was throwing to. And by the way, he didn't throw the ball but once to MVS. Yeah. He had one target. Did he catch the ball? One target to him. One target to Sky Moore, but yeah. it worked. One target to Kadarius Tony, but it worked. And Travis Kelsey was only targeted six times and caught every ball he yeah. was targeted I for. I think it's also special when you have Mahomes. And I love the fact that on those two touchdowns, the to Sky Moore and to Kadarius Tony, which was the same exact play. Oh, it was brutal, Right man. side of the field, left side of the field. And you're talking about, for all the nonsense they talk about, Gannon in uh, Philadelphia being a head coach candidate. They got abused on those two plays. I, I thought Andy Reid in the first half, as we're sitting there when the first half ends and we're enjoying Rihanna. Were you though? I think Andy, I was actually. You enjoying your pregnant Rihanna having was, uh, 
uh, 50 people dressed like sperm trying to uh, impregnate her. Were they sperm? Yeah. Is that what they were? Yes. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, so basically uh, she is pregnant. ASAP Rocky uh, is the boyfriend or husband. Yeah. But uh, that was um, that was supposed to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Represent <laughs> uh, semen <laughs> I didn't realize trying that. to impregnate Rihanna. <laughs> but it worked. So which of the semen was so. the winner in all this? ASAP Rocky. <laughs> yeah, he knocked her up again. I thought for anyone, I know what the hell they were doing for any husband and wife that make a dramatic announcement about when they're pregnant. Yeah, Rihanna is the winner. Well, Beyonce because did she, it before her, though. To be honest, yeah, but she announced it by revealing her belly Beyonce, at the Super Bowl. It's a Beyonce move. Beyonce did the whole thing rubbing the belly, and I'm sorry to say, it was a copycat move. But when Beyonce did it, did we know immediately? Oh, yeah. She did the belly rub. What's up? Yeah. yeah right at the top, though? Uh, I don't remember. Exactly. I got to go check when See, she this rubbed wasn't the belly. a belly rub. This was, wait a second. As soon as she appeared and she was on the top of you the You were like, yo, she's fat. I didn't say that. You probably said that out loud. No, I didn't. Yeah, not. all those people in Vegas are like, come on, man. Fat shaming Rihanna like that. What are you talking about? I'm not about? Terry Bradshaw who's fat framing out. Andy <laughs> yeah. Reid. Hey, Andy, want a little over here. Andy Reid, and this won't be talked about because he's the hero and he deserves it, did not have a great first half. He had a great he, second half. A brilliant, an all-time second half. Came out half. running the ball. Didn't but, see that coming. But in the first half of this game, down 24-14, when you got Nick Sirianni basically saying fourth down, I eat that for lunch. Yeah. And Andy sending out Harrison Butker to kick field goals on fourth and manageable. I was shocked that they did this. Fourth and three. And then even, I know it turned out not to matter, but the delay on the challenge. Remember that whole play? Yes, and they lost the challenge. They too. lost the challenge. It took Andy Reid like five minutes to figure it out. Should I challenge? Should I not challenge? I didn't think he had the greatest first half in the world, but boy, did he write a brilliant second and half he script. And only challenged because there was a penalty flag because they were had to allow the defense to substitute. Yes. Because Goddard came out of bounds. That was the only reason. And like it gave them a hat. I mean, it felt like an extra five minutes. I'm sure it wasn't. But it gave them enough time to look, to look, to look, to it, look, to look. It gave them more time, significantly more yeah. time than normally you get to decide if you're going to challenge or not. I mean, and if it was overturned, I think that's talked about a heck of a lot more. For sure, for sure. But here's how I see it. And I said this all year. Philadelphia, no fault of their own, had a pancake schedule when it came to quarterbacks they faced this year. Had a great season. You don't take anything away from them. Jalen Hurts, an MVP candidate, Nick Sirianni, blah, 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 blah. To be fair, though, they were handed a gift. In the NFC Championship game. They had to play a team without a quarterback. No, no, now, no, no, that's not fair. They knocked the quarterback out, yeah, dude. Then, come, on. come on. They played a game without a quarterback in it. And this, to me, is just karma. That's all this is. This, to me, is all the, you know, the foul mouth, you know, uh, arrogant uh, Philadelphia Eagle fans talking smack uncontrollably, greasing poles with uh, cheese whiz and other <laughs> kinds of oil and whatnot, thinking like you, your poop don't stink. And you're now the capital of the sports world. Remember this. This has never happened before in sports history where one city loses three professional championships in the same year. They lost the MSL Cup. They lost the World Series. They lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> the MSL Cup? What's that? MLS. Okay. M I said MSL. <laughs> We're not counting the MLS Cup. Oh, yes, we are. I mean, you know why? why? That's a desperation you point. I hate Philly. You know why? We're what? doing it. Why is that? Because they lost it. <laughs> That's right. And they lost to New York, right? I don't know who the hell they lost. It doesn't win, matter to me. Didn't we win the MLS nah, Cup? No, that was two years ago. Yeah. I, thought I don't that know was who they lost there. But they lost. They're a bunch of losers. Losers. And all your all your smack talk. You in Cincinnati. All the smack talk about, oh, we're going to Burrowhead. We're going to Burrowhead. Yeah, you're out. Oh, Philadelphia. We're in Trump. Blah, blah, blah. You're out. 
So is everybody in Philadelphia just blaming the officials? Is Carl Cheffers the guy? Well, is that the that, enemy? So there's a guy on TV uh, in Philly doing a post-game show. And why am I going to... I'm blocking on his name, but I know the guy, actually. Hold on, I'll tell you his name. But does the audience know his name? Uh, yeah, it's a fair point. Probably not, so leave it alone. Yeah. So uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. Guy, right? Guy goes... Michael Barkin. He's been in Philly for a long, long time. Right. Tennis fans might know him. He does some national tennis stuff as well. And he's a nice man. Good guy. Good, solid broadcaster. But here's what happens when you're in a town like Philadelphia that you don't get as much in New York. Like in New York, we kind of pride ourselves. We keep it real. We're tough on, well, not Dolan, but on a lot of owners <laughs> and, and managers and players, right? This guy, Michael Barkin, comes on the postgame show. You guys have it? Is it bleeped? All right, listen to this. You want it, and I want to be a good guy because I, he's a nice man and a talented broadcaster, and he's been around for 30 years in Philadelphia. You could you could come up with a name to call him. I won't call him a clown. You can. But <laughs> okay. listen to this. This is embarrassing. Listen to this. They get to a third and eight on the 15-yard line and an incomplete pass and call Shepard's team with a bullshit call. I mean, utter, complete bullshit. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways, and you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl, and that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. Oh, you upset that Philadelphia lost the Super Bowl? That to me is embarrassing. You, that doesn't make you want to hear John Sterling just rip an umpire after a Yankee playoff game. It's just you like, know, Susan, that umpire's <laughs> a blind bastard. It's embarrassing, is what it is. That level of fandom for a reporter yeah. is embarrassing. And listen, and here's the rub. Again, I'll lean on this all day. When the guy that they threw the flag on comes out and goes... I held him. You lose when he does that. It's over. Well, how do you continue to argue and whine and bitch about it when the guy himself is taking the L saying, I hope they wouldn't call it? Now, here's my view on this, and you don't have to agree. In fact, this is going to be a weird scenario where we're going to reverse roles because I'm a fan. Even when my team isn't playing, yeah. I'm just rooting for a result. And you always say, I just want to enjoy a good game. You've made that comment yeah, before. I have, I have no betting interest anymore, okay. obviously. And if it's not my team, my team never makes it. I have no now, interest. this has nothing to do with betting. Unfortunately, I couldn't make any bets in Las Vegas. That's a story for a different time. So I'm just watching this game rooting against the Eagles. Okay? What, excuse me? Yeah, what's up? You were in Vegas? Couldn't bet on sports, yeah. And you couldn't bet on sports? That's true, yeah, yeah. Or you chose not no, to no, bet on well, sports. I, no, I could. You know what? I couldn't bet on sports. Couldn't bet on sports. My FanDuel Sportsbook app didn't work because well, for FanDuel's some reason. Not in the state of Nevada. Well, that's ridiculous. Number one. Number two. <laughs> the lines at the sports book. I yeah. listen to my buddy Craig. Yeah. I won't wait that's online right. for anything. That's right. So I can't wait online at the sports book. Then I download the app, thinking, okay, I'll download the Caesars app. I'm at Caesars Sportsbook. No problem. I download it. Then I got to go wait online to show my ID. I ain't waiting on a freaking line. So I bet on nothing while in Vegas. True story. Really? Yeah. Well, you're better off because you, you liked Philly, so you would have lost your exactly. money. Exactly. But here's the thing. Good. So when that call is made, I'm rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs, no doubt. And I know once that call's made, the game's over. But there was a part of me that said, boy, I wish they didn't make that call. Now, that's not me saying that's it wasn't the right call. I'm, I'm with you. That's not me saying you don't call it at that time. I'm being honest as a fan that I wanted to see, okay, Kansas City kicks a field goal. They're up by three. Jalen gets the ball with two minutes to go, under two minutes to go, like a buck 50, whatever it was. Yeah. Timeouts galore. 
down by three. I was looking forward to the drama of yeah, it. Yeah, for the first time ever. You hate drama. Yeah. Because you had no rooting interest. I, I got did, you. But I did. That's the weird but part. I, mean, I wanted the I Chiefs said, to like, win. It wasn't your team. Right. Look, did I want to see Jalen Hurts end up throwing a pick in the end zone? Of course. I wanted to see it end badly for them. But I was, and I think I speak for a lot of football fans on this, who didn't have a betting interest. I was disappointed that the flag was thrown. Doesn't mean they shouldn't have thrown it. Doesn't mean it was egregious because it wasn't. Were you disappointed two weeks ago when they uh, moved the ball 15 yards up the field and gave Kansas City a relatively easy field goal to win it on the hit out of bounds? Yeah. You were? Okay. I was, yeah. That's consistent. I said that at the time, yeah. Because I think, obviously, you're a Chief fan, you're an Eagle fan, you bet a lot of money on this game. Your opinion's skewed, and I respect that. But as a just a fan who wants entertainment. You want the best possible game. Did you feel that at all, Craig? Because uh, obviously you're not involved in betting. Yeah. You, you at the listen, end of the day, want a great game, I right? Want, I wanted Kansas City to win. Of course. So that, to me, it locked up the win. I give McKinnon a lot of credit. He did what Ahmad Bradshaw couldn't do 10 years ago. And that stop at the one. I didn't think he was, by the way. Not fall into the end zone. Um, yes, in retrospect. The drama of they kick the field goal there, make it, and then they kick off, and now you've got a buck fifty to go. They would have had timeouts. Uh, Philadelphia would have had two timeouts there, yep. even if they take one. So maybe one timeout, let's say. They would have one timeout. Yeah. Just so to be they, fair about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So one timeout, a buck forty-five, buck fifty to go. Plenty of time. And you got to go. 50 yards to have a chance to tie the game. And, and by the way, if you... 75 to win it. If you tie the game, we're looking at an overtime game in the Super Bowl, which yeah. obviously is super rare, and we've got the new rule. Both teams get chances. Right? How awesome would that have been? So, yeah. I don't think I'm talking crazy here. Even as somebody that did not want to see the Eagles win, so I'm happy about the result, that was just disappointed. That yeah. I was just like, ah, that kind of sucks. It, it took the drama out of the last couple of minutes. Absolutely right. We had 58 minutes of amazing Super Bowl and then two minutes of, oh, man, it's over. With that and said... And watching the clock just run down. With yeah, that said, it was a legitimate holding. And I don't believe... I, I've always said this. Basketball, too. Yeah. I don't believe you should officiate a game differently just because of how much time is left on the clock. Well, I also have good news for you, all right? And that is that... You know how uh, Philadelphia put out a shirt that uh, went, went viral? Uh, it's a Philly thing. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, we are putting out a shirt... And I think we'll have it up on the site. I'll put the link out for you. And I don't get any of this money. None of it goes to me. It's just a buddy of mine has a company. I just send him ideas that I think people will like. Sure. He gets all the money. I don't get a nickel. I'll be very clear about that. So I redid the It's a Philly Thing shirt. And you want to read that to people, Ev? Losing It's a Philly Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and little did I know, and I found it likable, I have to admit, when Nick Sirianni was bowling during the National Anthem, and that was the first time I ever had a bond with Nick Sirianni. I loved it. That image is now the image of this Super Bowl. Think about it. A bunch of whiny Philadelphians crying. That's the image of the Super Bowl. When we think back to Eagles Chiefs many years from now, we're going to think back to the head coach crying like a baby, which represents all the Eagle fans in Philadelphia. Who knew at the time? I didn't know it at the time. <laughs> it's kind of losing its affiliate. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, ah it's a long sleeve on T, by the way. You'll be able to order it uh, hopefully as early as today. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Oh. I feel for you, man. Uh, I really I wanted that ESB lit up in green to celebrate the fact that <laughs> you blew a 10-point lead at halftime. So they happened twice in the history of uh, the Super Bowl. And you have it, and Atlanta's got it. You do have to give Jalen a lot of credit. Jalen Hurts played his, played his rear end off. This ain't about Jalen Hurts, even though the fumble hurt him, obviously. Yep. Jalen Hurts had a fantastic <laughs> game. One blemish. It was a big one. And, and it wasn't forced by anybody. You know, it wasn't a strip sack. Nah, it, it was fell, yeah. it was Jalen just losing control of the football, and then the worst possible outcome is not only losing it, but Nick Bolton being able to scoop it up and score. But to Jalen Hurts' credit, and this should not be forgotten after that play, he gets the ball right back, and they march down the field. They convert it on a couple of fourth downs, one yeah. because of a chief penalty. They score a touchdown. Defense gets off the field. They kick a field goal. So they responded to that fumble and that scoop and score with a mini 10-0 run, as they say in the end. The other crazy thing about this game is that other than the touchdown Kansas City scored as a result of the Kadarius Tony punt return, every touchdown drive was over 60 yards long. Well, yeah, because you know why? Because the Eagles rarely punted, and every kickoff ended in a touchback. Yeah, right. Every one of them, except for the last one of the game, right. when it was a script kick. Right. Yep. <laughs> so they started at the 25 every time. Yeah, I think there were four 75-yard touchdown drives <laughs> in this game. All right, let's get to it. Jeffrey's in New Jersey on the fan. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? Today? Oh, fantastic, sir. Go ahead. Uh-huh. Hey Evan, I just wanted to comment on your your theory about the uh, the turf playing a role on the uh, the Eagles defense not getting any sacks. That doesn't doesn't really hold much water why? when you think about. I'll tell you why. When you think about uh, the Eagles offensive line getting all the traction in the world on all those fourth downs to plow right through the Chiefs defensive line. Yeah, but the Chiefs and, didn't get a pass rush either. By the way, I mean there were two credited sacks on Jalen Hurts, and both of them were like Jalen tackled a yard behind the line of scrimmage. There wasn't a pass rush from either team. In this game, so correct, uh, correct, but I don't believe that has anything to do with the turf because the the, the offensive line had no problem getting. Yeah, but Jeff, 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 let's go back to the Cincinnati Buffalo game from three weeks ago, in which the Buffalo Bills got zero pass rush on a makeshift Bengals offensive line, and they obviously played in very snowy, slippery conditions. Well, visibly, it looks completely different. Every player after the game, including chief players, said, boy, that was some of the slippiest, slippery turf I've ever played on, to the point where players are constantly changing their cleats. Something was going on with that $800 million field yesterday. Like, we have to admit that. And I'm not saying it definitely impacted three or four sacks. I'm just saying we have to admit that it had some impact on the game to the point where half the guys are changing their cleats. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of that is mind over matter. And obviously we saw guys slipping all over the place. It was a slippery field. Yeah, 100%. And I thought thought on that one Josh Elliott kickoff, he damn near broke his ankle. Yeah, Jake Elliott took a, a tumble on his ass. Yeah, now, it wasn't even just on the painted areas either. 
because I thought Greg Olson did do a good job making that point where, oh, it was on the painting areas, and then it happened beyond that. And then I'm thinking when uh, Butker lines up for the game-winning field goal, you know, they made a point that they're holding the ball in the paint. Right. Could you imagine yeah. if he slips and falls on that? Yeah, it becomes the biggest goat in Kansas City history, the bad kind of goat, if he misses that. Now, you're talking about blaming somebody. People in Kansas City would be all over the NFL for having uh, how long? How many years ago did they know that they were going to have this game? Years ago, and they spent a fortune kind of manicuring it and creating it. What was so weird is before the game, I read an article mm. about the sod father. Yeah, I feel bad for yeah. this guy. The sod father has been a part of every field in the Super Bowl for like the last forty years. Is his name so- like uh, it's like Teague or something? like Something, that. but his yeah. nickname is the sod father. Yeah. Then we're watching a football game, and the the field's an issue. Now, what they do in that field? I'm sure you guys have seen video of this by now because I even remember it uh, back when the Giants and Patriots played. And that is that entire field is on wheels. And it gets rolled out of the stadium, and they actually keep that turf in another location right. where they groom it, they talk to it, they smoke it, they manicure it, and then they bring it back in for the game. Look, here's the, the reality on this, and you don't have to think that the sacks were down because of the field, but the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs were number one and number two in sacks this season, and there was very little pass rush in this game. Yes. Was that because of the conditions? I, it could. I don't think so, but I can't say definitively then, it wasn't. Then let me ask you this, and explain this to me, because maybe I'm missing something. Then why were you so gung-ho yeah. to say that's the reason the Bengal offensive line held up against the Bills' pass rush three weeks ago because of slippery field conditions? I don't believe I said no, that. No, you did say I that. I don't remember ever you saying that. You and a caller brought it up. I didn't say and you, I wasn't gung-ho. You certainly were. I wasn't gung-ho. But I, I was. Think, the last time I was gung-ho in my life is like seven years ago. <laughs> I've been gung-ho about anything. Yeah. I'm not a gung-ho guy. You were gung-hoing a little bit. I don't even know what gung-ho means. I think there was a little hoeing going on that day. Gung-hoing? And you guys, you and a caller, and I thought it was a fair point, by the way. I'm not even ripping you guys. Said, Evan, maybe we shouldn't give the Bengals' offensive line that much credit. Yeah. Field conditions are very slippery. And I listened to callers. I listened to you. Maybe I'm wrong about things. So it went through my mind. So I'm yeah. watching this so game last night. It. I got you. And as I'm watching last night, I'm watching guys slip on their ass. I'm thinking to myself... I wonder if this is affecting the Eagles yeah. and the Chiefs, by the way. Sure. Both teams. Well, if it affects one, it has to affect so, the other. Well, it did because, again, right. Kansas City had two sacks in this game. Craig, they're both Fugazi sacks. They were not like sack sacks. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, what? Why is that uh, so crazy? I think uh, you did all week last week. And, again, uh, today, you are minimizing the greatness is what you're doing. No, I'm not. You are minimizing the amazing performance Stop. by uh, the Kansas City Chief no, Offensive Line in protecting Patrick Mahomes, the game plan, his ability late to scramble up the field for 26 yards. That was the play. You are minimizing it. That was the play. No, no, I don't want to minimize anything. That 27-yard run by Mahomes, that to me is the image of yeah, the game. Yeah, but I think that drive to me at four plays, any one of them could be the play of the game. First, you have Pacheco on third and one coming around the left side. And if you remember, Gardner Johnson comes up and makes one of the great open field tackles in the Super Bowl now. Knocks him out for a play. Now, just play this out for a second. If Gardner Johnson doesn't make that tackle, Mm -hmm. it's a touchdown. He's the last guy there. There's nobody within 10 yards of him, right? That would have been the best thing for the Eagles. Yeah, but you don't know that at the time. I know. But him making it what he thinks might be a game-saving tackle, and it was a beautiful tackle. 
may have cost them the game. Yeah, that, those are one of those things you never know. But I really thought when Mahomes, who's not 100%, he takes the injury late first half and is us all worrying, uh-oh, right. is he going to be able to come back? And he blitzkriegs for 27 yards to set them up at the 17. What is that? That's the, to me, that is the image of the game and yeah. the legend that is Patty Mahomes. So, look, you've got the Pacheco run, you've got the Mahomes run, and then you've got the holding penalty. All in the same drive. Any one of those plays doesn't happen. Whole different ball game. Does that hurt Philadelphia? <laughs> Does that make it? I, you know, I made a point. I wanted to uh, go to the Odyssey app today and listen to, to uh, callers in Philadelphia calling, you know, the Philly version of WFAN. Yeah. Uh, that must have been even today. That must be something special. So is it tears or is it anger? Like, are they oh, blaming? Oh, they're, they're yelling about the refs. Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator. I think they're yelling at the refs first for the holding call. Then when they get over that, they're going to yell probably at uh, Bradbury. Then they're going after Gannon. The problem is, like, they gave up 38 points. Well, yeah, really, I, in fair, 31. And I guess you could argue even less than that because, remember, Tony set up that touchdown. Yeah, but yeah, were, that counts, though. I know, no, I'm with you on that. It counts, but yeah. if we're being fair about what the Eagles... 24? Is, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can handle that. And they hate Jonathan Gannon. And they gave up 24 points in the second half, which is the killer. Isn't it awesome? Is oh, it's, it's, no, it's tremendous. Watching Philadelphia blow a 10-point lead and now blaming people and yelling at people and uh, trying to find out who this scapegoat is. <laughs> With a bull <laughs> call. <laughs> Does he flip-flop on that with a night of sleep and say, all right, you know what, guys, it really wasn't well, a BS I, call. I, I mean, he won't get fired, and I, nor should he. But if you if you don't have a 30-year career behind your belt and you go on TV, on NBC, in Philadelphia, now it's a, it's a regional mm-hmm. network for them, right? It's not doesn't air nationally. Right. And you not once but twice drop uh, the BS word. Okay. Get, fired. But with wait, a bull- if, if the Yankees lose a brutal playoff game on a horrible call, yes. and John Sterling or Susan Waldman, your choice, Craig, comes on WFA in the postgame and says, and you can do the Susan, I'll take care of the John. You know, Susan, that was a horse bleep call. Oh. Oh, oh my good, goodness gracious. We would love it. We would love we it. We would celebrate The it. Yankees wouldn't love it. The radio station would probably go, oh, we can live with it. We're really? fine. Uh, the real question is this. The, when that happens, a uh, guy that's sitting like where Big Mac's sitting right now, do you have the stones not to push the button and let it go? You got to let it go. Because from a historical sense, yep. that becomes a Mount Rushmore call. I agree with you. But would you push the button yes or no? I think you would. I don't think you'd have think a real sense been, of history. I think we've been trained to hear it and push the button, yeah. So how about thinking for I, yourself? I think just I would hear it and immediately if I could dump it. Which now, I'm, during the game, you can't because it's live. There's no delay. I, yeah, I give yeah, you yeah. guys permission. Let's say the Mets are in oh, game seven permission? of the World Well, hear me out. Game seven of the World Series. Oh, like and the Mets <laughs> lose on some kind of brutal call, brutal play. Yeah. And I come on the air and I drop just one. If it happens a second time, you got to take care of it. I drop one big curse. That is gotta let absolute boom. Yeah, got to let it go. I, I mean, take the loss. You got to let it go. If also. it happens a second time, now, dump it. Yes, I in agree. In theory, you're the gatekeeper, so they're going to go to you first. But you could also say I was under strict orders from the host not to dump that. 
please go talk to the host. And because it's afternoon, Evan, they're going <laughs> to say, it. Evan, you've had a 30-year career here. You're entitled to that. We're not going to do anything about it. Yeah, That's exactly then, what would happen. Right. And then they'll casually walk back in here and scream at me and say, I don't care what that son of a gun uh, says. So you get you screamed at. What do you care? Like if they're going to fire you, you fire You have it. to save it, though, for a special occasion. That's yeah, why I say the game seven. It's got to be, it's gotta be uh, championship. Yeah, Super Bowl, game seven and it's of the gotta World be Series. in your mind something that you could at least defend being an egregious call against you. Yeah. Like, uh, like a guy's safe at third by five feet, right. and the umpire just goes, you're out. Right. And uh, they won't even review it. A strike three call with a pitch five feet off. You yeah. know, Angel Hernandez <laughs> makes that call. Something like that. Because I think Philadelphians are probably applauding that. But meanwhile, when you get a day or two days or a week to think about it, they didn't lose because of just that. No. Like, there's a lot of things that led to this. You mentioned it. They blew a double-digit lead. Yeah, but at least that's causal, right? Penalty called. Three plays later, field goal, game over. Yeah. So you can at least look to one play that had an immediate and, and, direct impact. And in all seriousness, let's say they don't make that call, all right? And Butker kicks the field goal, and now the Eagles have the ball, a buck 45 to go, one timeout, three-point game. What do you think happens? Say, I'm sorry, say that one more time. If the call's never made, Butker kicks the field right. goal, Eagles get it 38-35, a buck 40 to go. In this alternate universe, what do you think happens? My gut, the Eagles score. A field goal or a touchdown? Big difference. Don't know. See, I think we get a field goal and we get overtime, and we just miss out on maybe an all-time. Uh, or I think you get one of these uh, now uh, patented, Jalen Hurts throws the ball up for grabs 40 yards down the field, and A.J. Brown just makes a play. Maybe. Because the touchdown to A.J. Brown, uh, listen, it was a nice pass, is the most brain-dead play I've seen the safety make oh. in a while in a oh, Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, no doubt. Like, worst case, that ball should be intercepted. Yeah. Best it, case, you're taking for a touchdown. There have been 57 Super Bowls. You've been alive for about all of them. I remember maybe the last 30, to say the least. This was a great game. I'm not saying it isn't. It's not a Mount Rushmore game. If that call isn't made and Hurts either scores a touchdown or kicks a field goal and we go to overtime, it is a Mount Rushmore game. And that's sure. the difference. It was a great game last night, no doubt. But it's not a Mount Rushmore game. It's not. It was just I mean, a real good Super Bowl. So, dude, 38-35, that's a great game. No, I said it was a great yeah, game. Yeah, great game. It's not a Mount Rushmore now, game. If they, it's not great. If they don't you make the call on Bradbury, what if they don't make the call on Bradbury? Uh, so it's third and eight, so they got to kick there, right? Would you agree it's not a Mount Rushmore game? I can name four yes. games in the last 20 years that but are it's, top of It's it. top 10. Oh, it's a, it's a, it was a very good game. Yeah. That's the difference. It went from a all-time, this could be the best Super Bowl ever game, to just close. a really good game. Yeah, I can't listen. That's not in the top five. I mean, obviously, uh, there's. I'm thinking of three right off the top. Maybe I've been thinking about it. Off the top of my head, Giants-Patriots Tennessee won. Rams. Tennessee Rams. Seattle-New England. Yep. I put that one right up there. there. Those three, all, and probably Pittsburgh-Arizona. You could go back uh, to Pittsburgh-Arizona with the San Antonio Holmes catch. If you're old enough to want to go back into the 70s, you've got uh, one of the Pittsburgh-Dallas Super Bowls for sure. Uh, yeah, this Giants Bills, Giants Bills, right? Ninety one, right? But, that, but that's my yeah. point. Like again, it's a great game. Not a top we, four, not Matt Rush. It probably is in the bottom half of the top ten all time. And you, yeah, probably close. But if that probably call close. isn't made, we and this thing goes to freaking overtime. Or I, I'll do, now we're talking about maybe on. number one. Let me ask you this: Yeah, they kick the field goal. Eagles go down and score a touchdown to win the game. It's up there. That's it's certainly up there. Got to see how they do it. Yes. Did they do it on a fourth down? What happened? Right. Like, what led to it? Let me ask you this. Knowing how they went for it on every fourth down. Yeah. There's just a gut feel. No right or wrong. 
Uh, they kick the field goal. Uh, they're up three. Eagles come down the field. They're on the five-yard line, and it's fourth down. No, no, they didn't kick the field goal. You think they're kicking the field goal? Especially with the new rules. Or are they just down. saying, we're going for the win? As much as Sirianni, as much as Sirianni showed a lot of guts, go through each time he showed guts. Fourth and two from the eight. Fourth and two, not fourth and seven. Fourth and two from the eight. Fourth and one from the 21. He went for it on a lot of fourth and shorts where they're just so productive at punching them through. And the fourth and five they went on was at the 45-yard line. Like, a field goal is not realistic anyway, so of right. course you're going to go for it. So I think those circumstances are far different than the one you're laying out. But I, I think there's a chance they go for it. But, Craig, here's the thing, and this is my point about disappointment. We missed out on that. Yes, as much did. as I'm happy to drink the eagle tears, we missed out on all those possibilities. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.